Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, how you doing tonight, Care? Pretty good, pretty good. In case you guys don't know, Lauren and I are recently returned from yes. a little team travel yeah. that we did for just a just a night, just but we a had night. a very lovely span of two days together. We did. Doing whatever our hearts desired for yes. the most part. It was one of those trips where I don't know if you enjoyed this part or not. One of us would go, we should go to this place. And then the other one would go, okay. And then we would just like drive wherever that was. Actually, that was incredibly pleasant. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) we both are are habitual planners. So sometimes to just kind of of like go with the flow and be like, that place looks good. How about this place? All right, cool. Let's stop. That's pretty much what we did, which was actually very nice. We did have children, but they actually all were fine. Yeah, I thought they did really well. Yeah. Uh, You know, I had one or two occasions where I had to ask my boys to kind of like stop trying to kill each other in the middle of the street. But I feel like that probably would (laughs) have happened at home too. Absolutely. So I don't think it was really... And honestly, (laughs) they were really good and they had a really nice time. They had nothing but great things to say about the trip afterward. Yeah, we had a really great time. I had a lot of fun. I genuinely did. It's funny because when I got back, I talked to a handful of people over the span of the week and I was like, oh, I went to Casey, Illinois with my friend and her kids and my kids and, you know, it's where they have all the like world's largest things and and they were just like, um, okay. And I was like, it was really fun. And they were like looking at me waiting for me to like roll my eyes. Right. Something else. Like, is this a joke? Is this a candid camera? No, it was a lot of fun. Our kids really, my kids had nothing but positive things. They really enjoyed it. They thought it was fun. Yeah, so... And we really lucked out. We stayed in an actual nice hotel. Yeah, like, I liked that hotel a lot, actually. Me, too. Yeah. I was I was really disappointed it was in KC, Illinois. Right? If it were somewhere like Galena or, or like... Downtown Chicago. Yeah, or like Lake Geneva, which we're going to talk about. Like, there, yeah. I would totally seek it out and stay there again. A hundred percent. For sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah. unfortunately, I don't know... I will ever stay in 1890 sleepover again, but I'm saying the name of it so you guys can yeah. if you get the chance because it's totally worth it. It was totally worth it. If you're ever driving through middle of Illinois, Casey, anywhere uh-huh. near uh, what Effingham is near there, yeah, close to Effingham. Uh, yeah, I would definitely check out all the big things. So, Agreed. Uh, yeah, totally. that was ton of, a ton of fun. We had a really good time, but we're gonna go a little bit north today. Very um, well. So we're going to talk and dr- talk about and drink t- something from Topsy Turvy Brewery, uh, right. which is in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. So we did a little trip south, and me and my husband did a little trip north. So I love it. It. So that's what it. we're doing. So we're gonna drink. We're actually gonna open up their Oktoberfest because why okay. not? I think this is the first Oktoberfest we've drank this year. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember yeah. another one. So 
Did you ever go and buy that uh, Oktoberfest from Revolution? It at... Sold out when I got that. Was they out have it back? They oh, it's back. Posted again. Oh, I will. Okay. I would wait if I were you, but yeah. I know they posted again over the weekend that they. Yeah, had I did round. go there actually, and by the time I got there, it was already sold out. That is so. a huge bummer. I figured that. Because you never said anything about yeah. it or handed me I, two I or three six-packs of Revolutions Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> but I did not go back because I didn't realize they were restocked. So I will check into that uh, tomorrow. That but, sounds really good because I would still genuinely take three yeah. six-packs of it. I will I will try again <laughs> tomorrow. But all right, let's it. try Topsy Turvy's let's do that. Oktoberfest. Ooh, good aroma to it. Oh, it tastes good. It tastes good. Oh, that's a solid Oktoberfest. Yeah. Hmm. Ugh. I like this. Yeah. It's really good. It's I yeah. I think I really like Oktoberfest beers and Mertzen's and yeah. like I think I fail to remember that until Oktoberfest <laughs> rolls October around, Fest rolls and around. I, I'm faced with like where I'm forced to drink one right. at some point. Like, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I like this. Yeah, we went to the Bavarian Lodge, mm-hmm. honestly, like on sort of their Oktoberfest celebration mm. night, which was totally unbeknownst to us. Okay. It was my family, my brother's family, and me and my kids and my mom. And yeah. like, uh, it was very, very busy. There was more people outside than I've ever seen before. Oh, my before. gosh. And they still don't take reservations, right? Oh, no. Yeah, I know. That's the only negative to me. Taking my family there is the potential wait. Yeah. Well, the only times they take reservations, in case you're wondering, yeah. are like Mother's Day yeah, and holidays. Father's Day. Yeah. And I am perfectly at peace with the idea of going on Mother's oh, Day. for sure. But I'm not the only person going. So yeah. unfortunately, and I'm not the decider. I know, most me of neither. The time. Yeah. Until you're like the senior mother. Yeah. You don't when really... you're the matriarch, then you can pick. But yeah. until then. But he, And even me, like my sister-in-law has you know, been a mother longer than oh, me. True, and true. so I'm not sure if the day will, will ever, ever come. come that you will get to pick this. Yeah. Maybe if they like yeah. move away. Sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. Anyways, anyway. yes. So yeah. So Mother's Day, hmm. you know, Bavarian Lodge, but no Oktoberfest then really. For so, sure. yeah. um, but we went and I had, um, I had Vihan Stefaners. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oktoberfest. And they also had their Mertzen. And my sister-in-law ordered the Mertzen oh. and did not like it. Oh, so then so I then drank. you got to drink that, too. And Fantastic. then ordered the Oktoberfest for my second beer. Nice. Loved both. Fantastic. Very pleased with that. Love this it. This is excellent as this well. This is very good. I am very pleased. So, mm. as we sip. All right. I'm going to talk a little bit about Topsy Turvy because it is a very local... Um, not probably widely known brewery. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Um. So I've only probably heard of it because we go to Lake Geneva every year. Okay. So right. what you know, either me and my husband, and me and my kids, and you know, our family go up there uh, at least at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. So, um, it's in the downtown area. It's walking distance from all the shops and restaurants. So me and my husband actually went up last week for our anniversary nice. just to get away for a couple of days without the kids and we walked around and we ate you know just at you know regular local places i 
bought some some coffee and some knickknacks and all the things and then we walked right past topsy-turvy because it's literally right there walking distance from everything else so they have an outdoor patio the upstairs is the tap room the downstairs is the brewery so um it is in a very old building it used to be a church so it was a first baptist church of they used to be a church yep uh used to be a church there's still stained glass windows like very clearly this is a church um but it was built most recently rebuilt in 1910 the original church that was there started in like the 1840s but then it was rebuilt in the 1860s then this iteration this building was actually the structure was built in 1910 so it's still very old building yeah um but yeah, so Topsy Turvy, they go with that. They say like the upside down, similar to fe- the feeling when you, you know, ride a roller coaster, your world turns Ooh. upside down. You know, that kind of, if you actually look at the can and you turn it upside down, it says upside in words upside down a flipping good beer oh so i'm not gonna do so it now cool, because it's opened beer in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. but um i see drawings on it that are upside, that are upside down. down yes yeah so that's so cool it's kind of cool so they want to create beers that make you flip head over heels they explore new recipes you know nice. very aroma heavy which i think that this Oktoberfest is has a very oh, yeah. strong aroma um and very flavorful which which it definitely is so the owner dan he was actually originally from the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Okay. And he was truly initially inspired by his father, who had a love of beer and turned a fridge into essentially a, a kegerator that he could find Ugh. kegs. He's, a man after my own heart. Yeah. Exactly. He dabbled in homebrewing, never could get it to what he wanted. So then instead of that, oh, he geez. just gave up. And This is like my story. This is literally <laughs> you. And then did road trips to buy kegs to put in his kegerator oh, man. to get the best and freshest beer he could without actually making it himself. I love so it. Oh, yes. The, this was he the, knows <laughs> the secret. Right? So the this was his father. So, you know, eventually just inherently he got into beer as well you know he probably sampled some of his dad's over the years sure um yes but he and then the family eventually bought a home in fontana which is the other side of geneva lake oh so not in the town of lake geneva but on the same lake so they thought that you know when the building became available and they were looking for some place to go lake geneva felt like the right place for them because you know they're big into the wisconsin beers they are constantly road tripping there to get kegs they also had you know a home base there so that's what drew them kind of there um when you go there the building itself the old church so half of it is the brewery there's also an attached building that is the lake geneva school of cooking so you can actually take cooking classes and stuff wow so all kinds of cool stuff like right there on this corner so um definitely worth a stop they don't have food there but there's lots of other restaurants nearby i think you can get like pretzel and popcorn and just snacky stuff but tons of space very open lots of windows lots of stained glass cool building to look at so yeah um they also offer uh guest taps all the time from local other wisconsin breweries so you can often find other local beers that you may not find in you know widely just wide distribution um they also so since Ale Asylum recently closed, which was a Wisconsin-based yes, brewery. Right. The head brewer from there, Chris, actually is now at Topsy Turvy. Oh, uh, so wow. lots of experience in the industry. Great brewer is now brewing with Topsy Turvy. So, yeah. 
So that's my kind of spiel. But definitely if you're in Lake Geneva or driving through, worth a stop for sure. Yeah. This is, I, I didn't was... have anything when I went there. Okay. We um, just picked up because we were we had uh, only two days and jam-packed full of things. So I was like, I'm just going to grab some to bring home. So this is the first time I've had this brewery. Yeah. Well, keep an eye out for them. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, especially with this guy from Ale Asylum joining the ranks. Yeah, like, right. Could mean big things. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so I'm ex- I'm excited. They currently have like 14 of their own beers on tap. Wow. There. So it's not like it's a small, only a handful. That's a you lot. You can do flights of four different beers, but they. When we, I walked in, I think they had 14 or 15 of their own. I didn't even count any guest taps, but that was just their wow. own beer that they have brewed. That's so, pretty cool. Wide variety, lots of different options. They had IPAs, they had hazies, they had sours. They had everything cool. run the nice. spectrum. So yeah, so pretty cool. So definitely, definitely if you're in the area, I would check them out. All right. So. All right. <laughs> Continue drinking this Let's Oktoberfest here. Let's talk about traveling with kids mm-hmm. through the years. That's sort of how I approached it. Yep. I tried to come up with what I consider maybe advice I would give someone who is traveling with a baby or a toddler or a little one or a bigger kid. Yeah. Uh, little things that I've learned along the way. Yes. <laughs> mistakes have been made. Oh, mistakes have been made by a plenty you know. in, our, in our travels throughout the... I mean, my kids... You know, started short things young, but I mean, all three of my children had a road trip from Chicago to Siesta Key, Florida, under six months old. That's pretty... And mistakes were made along that path. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I can only imagine. Well, and I would say that when you start flying with your children, you learn a lot. Yes. Uh, yes. Long road trips definitely would fall into that category. Yes, we we did a lot. We still do a lot of road trips in our household, but also we, we do both, so... Let's let's jump right in and we can start let's with talk the, about babies. the babies. Yes. Let's talk about babies. My theme for baby travel has <laughs> got to be, and you said this phrase earlier, all the things. <laughs> yes. All the things. You got to bring all the things with the baby. Babies are tiny and they require big stuff. <laughs> they require too many things for the size that they are. Yes. If we are proportionately carrying things for ourselves, mm-hmm. I don't carry very much. Mm-hmm. I have like a backpack. Yes. But a baby has to bring like a small U-Haul. Yes, yes. Many times their size. (laughs) So I have some little, I guess I would call them tips and tricks, if you will. Um, I like the idea of, especially if you're flying, but Mm -hmm. I think this could be true of road tripping if you have a final destination. Mm -hmm. Um, Having things like wipes. And diapers and even like maybe some cleaning products, hand mm-hmm. wipes and hand sanitizer, blah, blah, mm-hmm. stuff like that sure. delivered mm-hmm. to where you're going. Because instead of packing 10 days worth of diapers uh-huh. into a suitcase, you can yeah. just order them from the local grocery store and yeah. pay to have them delivered and save yourself mm-hmm. The potential $75 fee for your suitcase. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I would say that applies to flying and driving. Yes. Um, even now that our kids are older, we will still often do like a, 
Walmart pickup to where we're going to say the things that we'll need when we get there. We carry enough for our travels. Yes. But that takes up space. And those things are disposable. So you're not going to be, a lot of them are at least, wipes, you know, any kinds of diapers, things like that. So if you're not looking to take up space in either your vehicle or your luggage, yeah, buy them there. Have them ready for you. I I feel like that's a big one. I think that people think they need to bring and that i think that applies i'll get into it with when they get older with Mm -hmm. a lot of things Mm -hmm. um that you can buy at the store order for delivery uh when you arrive that save you a lot of packing space Mm -hmm. also i think it's worth mentioning that it's always good to ask the hotel if they have a crib or like a pack and play or those sort of things oh yeah because as fun as it would be to stick your kid in a drawer in the mm. hotel mm-hmm. or wrap pillows around them and put them on a yeah. bed or something, yeah. uh, traveling with a pack and play is a huge nightmare. I, it's something yeah, you, I would try to avoid. I actually, in addition to that, so I wrote on my, what can you rent at your destination? So like when we went to Disney, we rented a double stroller. Yes, I was going to say that. Because we did that. not can... need to bring that through the airport because it was... Our kids were big enough to walk, you know, right. with a backpack, so they're not infant infants. But if you can manage to not have to either check a stroller or gate check it or any right. of those things, you don't have to pack it up. We just rented it when we got there. Yeah, it's so convenient. <laughs> yes. I would add that we actually did bring a double stroller on one of our trips to Disney, brought it with us, mm-hmm. and it was my brother's old mm. stroller. And it was literally its last ride. Uh, we left, left it, it there. Yep. In Florida yeah. for somebody. Mm-hmm. We put it. You, I'm in a Facebook group for people yeah. who leave stuff at Disney, mm-hmm. and I just posted. This is in the laundry room on the third floor of this hotel. Yep. If you want it, That's it's a, yeah. yours. Agreed. First come, first serve. If it's not there, somebody got there yeah. first. A lot of people buy like. They go to Goodwill and buy an umbrella stroller yeah. and they just bring it and leave it. Or they go there when they get to their final destination. Um, something I didn't realize till we started traveling to places like Disney and that is that there are Facebook groups for every resort you'll ever want to go to. Oh, yeah. So if you and people leave cases of water and oh, things yeah. because they don't want to bring it with them. If you join ahead of time, wherever your destination is that you're going to, the odds are if you're in a resort location... There will be stuff like that yeah. that is free to you. Well, and I, when we've gone to Disney, I actually do make a concerted effort to give back. Like, oh, I will for sure. always, any extra stuff like that that I have. Yeah. Like, you mentioned water. Like, yeah. if I opened the case of water and there's six bottles left, yeah. I'll put it in a bag and I'll put it in a yeah. place for someone Same. to grab it. Yeah. Here's Agreed. everything that we had left over. We've mm-hmm. got three Cokes. Six bottles yep. of water and, yeah. you know, or, 10 um, granola bars. They're all yours. The Come other and get thing them. that I've done in beach locations, so I'm kind of getting off track, but we'll get back on, is <laughs> I've often gone to, like, the dollar store and bought sand toys because I'm not bringing those back and oh, forth with sure. me. Oh, sure. So those are things that the dollar store is super helpful for, yeah. things that you don't need long term. Definitely. But you're going to need a floaty or sand toys or things like that just just do that. You don't oh, need to buy them ahead of time yeah. and bring them with you. But I, I feel like when I was younger, I I didn't appreciate dollar store fines nearly no, as much as I, I do now. I still feel like I don't. But <laughs> I, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I, well, and I would say on that same lo- line of thought, mm-hmm. I would say that buying 
things that are considered travel items, mm. travel bottles, travel mm. this, travel changing pad, travel. <laughs> I mean, you know, for the most part, I would not go out of my way travel. Just, to get yeah, those things. Agreed. I will. I, I did say changing pad. I do think it doesn't hurt to have one of those little like fold up things. Most I people had one of those, get those just in my car. Yeah, yeah just most to people have. get those mm-hmm. in general when they're yeah. having a baby. It's a great baby present, by the way. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't go and buy a bunch of things for a trip no. that are like baby travel items. Mm-mm. You know, I think most things are pretty common sense when it comes to that. I like to buy my kid a seat on the airplane. I was never a lap. We never person. did that. We always let them stretch out because our kids, our kids were always big. First of all, and they like their space, yeah. and I think that they are better in a seat by themselves. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah. well, and like I always bought the Costco Sonera mm-hmm. car seat that was forty six dollars. And so it, getting beat up on an airplane didn't really seem like that big of a deal to yeah, me. So I just was like, I'm going to bring this car seat. We're mm-hmm. going to take it on this trip. We're going to have yeah. it on the flight. And we'll see what happens when we get home with it, yeah. if it's trashed. I will say that is the one thing we don't rent, or we didn't. We no longer need them. But we didn't rent car seats yeah. from places. We brought them uh, if needed. Yeah. Or we did take transportation once in a while, like the minivan and by mini, I mean the Disney, not mini, like mini. Um, <laughs> right. Had, the one that has red and white. Has car seats. The white polka dots. Yeah, had yeah. car seats available. So that's an option sometimes is to have, you know, public transportation that it, either you don't need it on buses or that has car seats. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of places that you, you don't have that option because they're not as vast as disney so if you're just right. going disney's kind of somewhere else that you need that i definitely yeah costco everybody says just grab the you know the costco not costco but costco. not the store yeah but the, brand the brand without the tea yes um car seat everybody says as long as faa approved and yeah just bring it on a lot of people do buy the either if they're going to check it a case for it or not a case but a cover right and i've seen so many people have the thing that you just put it on wheels and then you wheel it through instead of oh, carrying it. Oh, and you it. can like strap your baby to yes, that. It's like a stroller I, itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely an option. We that never seems really like a did that. Semi decent multitasker. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, but yes, agreed. Seats for the, seats for everyone. We always get seats for. I everyone. will say I do appreciate that airlines uh, do not punish you for having those types of things. True. Mm-hmm. Where they don't make it your carry on. Yes. You know that yeah. you, your kid's carry on is his car seat <laughs> would be kind of lame. I'm yeah, not gonna lie. True. True. So it is appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that they don't really do that one. I think that's good. Yeah. Moving on to toddlers and little sure. kids, yeah. if you're ready. Yeah, uh, I think that that's the era when you start to realize entertainment and snacks oh, so all are key. All the snacks. So many snacks. Yes, yes. Yes. I'll circle back to my having things delivered topic mm. and say that while I often try to be prepared to have kind of plenty of snacks for the trip, yeah. I will put in an order that includes kind of like a box of each thing that they like the most mm-hmm. fruit snacks granola bars sure. whatever that happens big to be. bars something yeah. you know yeah. that's gonna give them a little bit of energy and is gonna satisfy that like hangry moment to yeah. get you between meals 
Yes, you need those things. Yeah, we've... And that goes for all travel. Planes. Oh, yeah. Cars. Everything. We always brought lots of snacks. More snacks than we needed. I actually divided up the snacks because, like, my kids would always be nosy and be like, oh, what do you have? Uh So, like, I would have, like, one bag of snacks, then I would have a backup bag of snacks for later. So they didn't go through, like... Oh, and pick out, like, all their favorite things and then... So then I would save, like, their favorite, favorite things for when they started getting, like we're done now like i needed right. to bribe them more so right you know that's maybe good. something that they don't always get or maybe yeah, you know that's when you pull out that a, a plane ride exactly bag. a plane <laughs> ride is not the time to be like we're going to be disciplined and only eat you know whatever like a plane ride when you're with a toddler is the time oh, to be like yeah okay here's the food this you don't get this is about get. maintaining yeah. the flames yes. okay and so. trying to bat them down as hard as you yes. can this so. is not a time for yeah no for uh yeah. testing your ability Definitely as a parent yeah. don't do that no, that's crazy no, that's, i mean that's the best advice we can give yes. you don't ever do that when you're traveling <laughs> when you're there traveling. are other people around yeah when you're traveling just assume you're going to bribe your children like uh, and yeah. with whatever it is that they want that they don't usually get that's the thing you need to bring yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes yes uh i'd also add that i think at the toddler age you kind of start to get to the point where your kids have things they want to bring mm-hmm. like a stuffed animal yes. or a blanket or something like yeah. that that stuff's not going to kill you just bring it yeah. your kid might have a much better vacation mm-hmm. any comfort you, type yeah, item if is, you bring that stuffed yeah. animal or blanket mm-hmm. or whatever yeah it is my kids still travel my kids had a my daughter had a blanket in the car on the road trip down there she I brought a blanket remember she was that. like i'm bringing this i'm like okay like yeah. whatever if it makes you comfortable Go for yeah, it. whatever makes yeah. you happy, man. Totally I mean, fine. We all bring those types of right. things. Just yeah. because your version of it is your e-reader doesn't right. mean exactly. that yeah. you don't have comfort objects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. So whatever I find, that is. Yeah, I yeah. find that you're going to have to make an exception to the travel light rule and With let that. your kid bring yeah. a stuffed animal or mm-hmm. whatever comfort item they, they are attached to. Yes, agreed. Yeah. So other than food and entertainment and comfort objects, I, I you know, for the most part, I feel like that kind of mostly covers toddlers and little kids for me. We talked about the stroller. Mm-hmm. I will say that I am an advocate for bringing a stroller if you have any doubt in your mind because a yeah. tired toddler is about the worst thing you can ever have. And it have. very much depends, on, for us at least, because we had three kids that yeah. we were traveling with, it depended on the time of our flights mm-hmm. and what our plans were and how we were getting from one place to the other. And the one time, the, our, my, the twins' first flight was without my husband because it was when my grandmother was sick and we were oh. literally going down there to see, to her, see her for the last time. And it was last minute. We booked it like three days before. Yeah. Like it wasn't something he could even get off work for. So sure, it was sure. like, a, all right, I need to pack as light as I can. Yeah. Um, and they were old enough to not need the stroller because right. we had a, the only thing we had for them was a double stroller. Right. And that thing is massive. Right. <laughs> like, so, 
we did okay with that. When we went to Disney, we rented one because any a, a, a tired child is oh, is miserable. Well, an tired so, parent is miserable, oh, yes, and the last thing you want to yes. do is carry somebody no, at no, Disney, especially World. at ten o'clock at night after the fireworks. Like oh, heavens wants to do no. that. So I would oh, agree. Yeah, strollers are definitely great depending on your circumstance. I think because we had three kids, like yeah, four and under, it was just a lot. So yes. we did without. Generally, I don't think I've ever taken a stroller through the airport. Oh. Um, Wow. Yeah, I know. I have done that. Surprising. My (laughs) husband and I at one point went to Disney with our two when they were both still basically stroller age. Sure. And decided that the best idea would be to bring two umbrella strollers strollers rather than the double. Yeah. I regret that. Do you? (laughs) I will tell you that never getting a break from pushing a person in a stroller was really, really hard. At least the double one parent at a time gets to Well, and. With the double, there were times where maybe one kid wasn't in it. Sure. And was walking with the other parent. Or with two umbrella strollers, you were always pushing a stroller. And because you were always pushing it, somebody would always want to get in. So you were never free, which meant they never wanted to be free. Yeah. And one of them, I also learned that umbrella strollers the handles are a little bit lower to the uh-huh. ground. Yeah. And so my husband and I were both like hunched, hunched over. over for like a week straight oh. on this trip walking. I'm, I'm hurting Ooh. thinking about it. Um, yeah. That was lame. Okay. So yeah. that, that doesn't sound I pleasant at all. I <laughs> had enough experience with strollers on vacation to tell you that you got to go with what feels the best totally. for you. So if it is the double. Yeah. Because in general, you you bought the fancy one that there's a reason why it's yeah. so expensive. Yeah. You should probably bring it. That's fair. I When you mentioned the, like, go to Goodwill and buy the umbrella stroller, I could see totally doing that if you had, like, a one day yeah. where you knew you were going to need it because you were going to walk around a lot. It also depends on your circumstance yeah. and where you're pushing it. So. Yes. Like but we, I found yeah. at Disney, it broke me. We yeah, rent, that was rough. We rented a, a double jogging stroller for Disney. We yeah. did not bring ours, but I will say the, the one we owned was really, really wide. Yeah. It was very hard to get through any normal doorway. Oh, So that's yeah. why I was like doing this, and it did not fold down particularly easily. Uh, so it was great for what we needed it for. So around here, I could throw it in sure. my car, and we yeah. could go places at the zoo, etc. But we figured like having to actually fold that up in the airport and chase three kids Oof. sounded like the worst. Oh, So yeah, that's why definitely. we went with just renting one. But it totally depends on your scenario. If I only had one kid, I would bring a stroller everywhere because it's one stroller. Like, yeah, right? it's fine. Yeah. So, but, so yeah. So whatever works for you, you really have to think about what is going to make my life easier. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's what and that's you go what with. And that's what the toddler age teaches you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. One more thing that I will say about, and this is before we get into like the kids liking technology and things, but we brought headphones with us for the kids at all ages. When they were little, they were just noise canceling okay. headphones. So our kids, you know, get distracted easily by everything around them. And we were worried they wouldn't sleep on a plane or they yeah, wouldn't do things. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So we actually have almost always had headphones for them even if they weren't listening to the tablet they right. were they did have a noise canceling headphone that's so that's again a good if thought. it works for your kid great it it did for ours so no that's actually really helpful because honestly my kids did not sleep on our flight to europe mm. and i wonder if 
noise canceling something even just earplugs now yeah. that they're older would have made a difference for them and i yeah. honest i never even thought about it yeah i didn't sleep either but yeah but that's i don't n- think it's the volume of the airplane that's normal for yeah you. but but yeah. that's normal for that me i don't sleep something anywhere. that a lot of people don't do for young kids but yeah. i definitely thought it was worth it yeah that's a good one i like that well let's open our second beer here and then we'll kind of go back we'll talk about you know the kids that we have now essentially big kids yeah all right we're gonna drink this uh scotch ale which i feel like we haven't had a scotch ale in a bit small batch i'm assuming they didn't make a ton of this and I don't remember the last time I had a scotch ale, so let's give this one a shot. My husband is a big fan of scotch ales, oh, really? so they well, turn up like in my this, refrigerator. You can have another one, like I said. Uh, that would be excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure yeah. you will. <laughs> yeah, because uh, my husband's not going to drink it, so. <laughs> I won't spoil anything. I will say that I bought something that I had to buy for uh, for our next episode that I will not be drinking any of the other cans of uh, okay. and that my husband was very excited to see in the refrigerator. <laughs> we'll get there. Gotcha. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, let's drink the scotch ale. Let's check this out. Mm. Mine's got a bit more of a head to it. Hmm. Very malty. It is very malty. I kind of thought it was going to be a little more flavorful. Okay. Yeah. It is malty. And I, I taste a lot of malts. Yeah. Like that's the predominant thing that I'm I tasting. Just, yeah. I guess I just thought it was going to have, I don't even want to say like the alcohol burn or the bite, but maybe a little bit more of that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what the ABV in the flavor. is. 7%. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's yeah. a decent amount, you know? Yeah. It's got a teeny tiny bit of bitterness but it's mostly overwhelmingly malty to me absolutely no i get that too absolutely and it it kind of does fade relatively quickly like it's not it's not lasting long flavor wise yeah i don't know i just don't it's it doesn't knock me over yeah it's fine it's fine fine. i really like their oktoberfest this one i had hoped for a little bit more flavorful you know something i just wanted it to be bigger a little bit bigger a little bit bolder i feel like yeah it's fine it's not it's just a very basic scotch ale to me like it's got the flavor profiles that you would expect in terms of like it doesn't not taste like it yeah but it just doesn't have anything that's pushing it over like the oh this is a really good one yes it's it's fine it's nothing it's fine. to write home about but it's <laughs> fine um i'm gonna go back to their oktoberfest because i actually really liked their oktoberfest oh, so I think that's the right move <clears throat> but um, yeah I, it, again this is probably a small batch that they experimented with who knows um but uh i i definitely like their their oktoberfest i would be wanting to try some more different types yes i definitely them. open to giving them uh another try yeah yeah in the future yes next time i head up that way i'll grab whatever new is i would love there. that so all right traveling with our with children. bigger kids yes. was, you know we just had this casey yeah. illinois trip and it was oh. awesome yeah. and uh we still learn things about yeah. our kids and how they handle travel yeah um I have some thoughts. Some of them are from my big trip over the summer, mm-hmm. um, but they kind of carry over into any trip you might plan. Yeah. I learned that I can't assume they will find art and architecture and things like uh, that dull. I oh, thought yeah. I thought they might, 
And there were moments that they really, really enjoyed. They mm-hmm. did eventually get bored at times sure. on our trip. Yeah. Um, but I just found it really impressive how a nine-year-old could be interested in the Coliseum for more than 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I just... I, I bring it up because I think it's very interesting how much we expect, you know, mm. where we expect our children to be uh, in that perspective and yeah. then where they might end up being, you know? And I don't know that it has to do with their intellectual level. No. I think it just has to do with what interests them yeah. and, uh, you know, how you present it to them. I oh, think yeah. Huge. That, yeah. I, that definitely, I, my, the twins have surprised me multiple times. Um, you know, we went, I just took the kids up to Milwaukee for a day trip over the summer because uh-huh. we had nothing going on and we went to the public museum and they had three rooms that were all just art pieces and they okay. were, some were painting, some were photos. There were, and like me and my oldest who didn't have any interest in that, we sat down, the twins walked around and probably spent 45 minutes just looking at the different pictures. That's in awesome. That's and I wouldn't wonderful. have expected that, but yeah. I was like, okay. Maybe they are interested because I would have never thought, let's go to the Art Institute, you know, or anything like that. But now I'm like, well, maybe yeah, we I should. I said the same thing to my husband. Before yeah. we went on our trip, I knew that we were going to go to some art museums. Mm-hmm. And I was concerned about how they were going to respond to that. Sure. Yeah. And um, I had presented to my husband the idea of trying to go to the Art Institute before our trip. Mm-hmm. And he was very hesitant, mm-hmm. very not interested in that. Yeah. Um, and he is interested in art, yeah. loves art, yeah. um, but wouldn't have expected. Yeah, the kids did not too. think his kids, the, our yeah. kids, would really get into that at all. At this point, I feel like I would absolutely yeah. take them yeah. to the art institute. It's, it's very interesting the ways that they surprise us sometimes. Yes, but also yeah. the opposite. Sometimes you're like, they're really gonna like this one thing, and they're like, eh, it's fine. I think with yeah. kids, like essentially, you have to plan things that you think they may or may not like and be okay if they don't like if you plan for two hours somewhere and they're bored after 45 minutes yeah then you give it up yeah you gotta let it go that's the one thing about traveling with kids almost anywhere is you cannot force them to like something because then that is going to ruin the rest of your day so you have to accept even if you really want to go through the rest of the art museum or whatever else it is if they're done it's actually just for the best if you're all done. Oh like, yeah, that's we've yeah. we've come to that conclusion many of times over the years that we need to be flexible and say we plan to do these things, but if they don't work out, that's okay. Right. Well, and I think that <laughs> yeah. kind of leads into my next thought, which is to not overschedule each day. Yes. Um, I knew you were going to hit on yes. that at some point yes. as well. <laughs> I also would say it's okay to have a day where you don't have any plans. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Or maybe yeah. just have some ideas. When we were in Florence, mm-hmm. we had a day where we had talked about maybe doing like a walking tour sure. or something like that. Or going up, there's a little town outside the city that has mm-hmm. a nice view of Florence. Sure. Doing that maybe. Yeah. Uh, and when we presented all of those ideas, everyone was kind of like, eh, yeah. why don't we just walk around a bit? Yeah. You know? Hang out a little. Maybe take it, just take our, you know, take it easy. Take it easy today. Yep. We ended up going to an art museum, which turned out to be a huge mistake. Yeah. Uh, They weren't into it. They kind of thought they would be, and they weren't. That's all right. It happens. Yep. Um, But, you know, we we just had low-key 
activities most days you know when we were on the trip especially this trip where you really want to try to do as much as possible um where i try not to schedule more than really one set activity a day so when we were in rome there was a day where we went to the coliseum we didn't go to another no that's a thing that day that's what we did that day we walked around and checked out sure stuff around nearby yeah but we went to the coliseum that day that's what we did yep um and that is how we handled every day yeah i think most we haven't we haven't been out of the country with the kids but you know even all the different miscellaneous states that we've been to generally speaking we try and plan like one big thing every day and then i always have a list of okay if we want to add something here's some options yes if we don't then we could just go get ice cream like or we can go hang out at the, at the airbnb sit in the pool yeah whatever you want to do we could drive around my kids love to go just for rides and oh. literally like we can just drive around somewhere scenic and like for an hour and generally they'd be fine they'll doing that. be happy with so that. like we plan one big thing every day that was almost pretty much regardless our where we go and it works and again you know our oldest isn't as flexible because he's autistic and whatnot but i think most of the time he does well with having like one thing whether it's a museum or an activity or whatever sure. it is and then we just kind of wing it the rest of the time we've done days that we wind up doing multiple things yeah but we don't usually plan it i will say the hardest days i think for us would be the days that we're gone all day long so like someplace like disney or when we went to hershey over the summer we were there till they closed yeah like, sure so those days the next day i feel like everybody is tired oh yeah <laughs> so you have to also plan for if you're going to be up until 11 o'clock you don't plan something for maybe 9 don't wake up at like, 6 30 right yeah you have to be out the door and ready in somewhere by 8 30 in the morning like that does not work so even if you think I'm only in this place once and I have to see all these things. If you're with a family, you maybe don't have to see well, all those things. Well, the, and they'll remember the misery of exhaustion. Yeah, right. And you don't want that to be the focal point of no. your trip, no matter where you go. Yeah, agreed. So. Yeah. And I will say, if it's a place that both me and my husband have been as well, there's been times that one of us will just go back with whatever kid is not feeling it. And if the other kids want to continue on or do right. something else, sure. we can split up and it's okay. Like right. we don't all have to do all the things if it just doesn't work out. Yeah. I think flexibility is really the key to traveling with children. <laughs> I think at any age that's true. I think yeah. when they get older and you can really see mm-hmm. what they like and don't like yeah. and what their preferences are and what their routine is like mm-hmm. and you you really know them. Yeah. I think that you then, you know, it becomes more important that you prioritize, you know, oh, yeah. how they're going to handle the course of the day. Yeah. Well, with with us, with the twins now, um, we, I have them research things in, yeah, in the places. That's so really cool. We've been, I did that. I did that for Arizona when we went over spring break. I did that over the summer and even things that we're planning for next year. They each picked a couple of different states and they've researched five different things they'd like to see. We may not see all five, but they're contributing to the planning of the trip now and telling me these are things that I'm interested in going to. We actually started that 
two years ago. That's really cool. We went to Colorado for the first time. Um, They found a handful of the things we wound up doing um, and they enjoyed them. So I was like, okay, if if there's something you really want to do, we will add that to our trip. And so we will continue doing that because it gets them, you know, buy-in into what we're doing too. And they get excited about it. And yeah, so that's something we've started doing now that they, you know, know how to Google. That's excellent. And that's (laughs) a great addition to traveling with your kids now that they're older, letting them contribute to the plan. Yeah. It's huge. I was going to say that I give my kids a list of things to pack rather than necessarily packing them. Oh, same. I don't pack for them Um, anymore. Yeah. (laughs) When I, when we were planning for our trip over the summer, Mm -hmm. we were going to be gone a long time and we probably, we knew we would have at least one opportunity to do laundry. So we didn't have to bring 20 days worth of clothes. Thank God. Yeah, that would be. (laughs) I would have been at Target buying clothes for everyone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But we did have to, you know, plan. We kind of overcompensated at like 10 days worth of everything, even though we were going to do laundry at like the seven day mark or something like that, you know. And uh, um, I found that they felt really good about being the one who picks out the the 10 shirts and the 10 shorts that they were bringing on the trip and the three pairs of pants that they brought in case it was cold and the jacket and Mm -hmm. the, and I found that that making them more involved in the process was really enjoyable for them. And, you know, it brings up this thought that I have. um, I don't know if you know anybody who does this, but I've, known people who surprise kids with vacation yeah not and i not really (laughs) struggle a little bit with that idea because i personally wouldn't handle that well yeah even as a child i I was not a fan of surprises (laughs) so now if you were to be like hey for christmas i got you a trip to disney world for spring break. Sure. And you, yeah. you told me a Christmas but that not we're a going. But not a get in the car, yeah, we're going like, to the airport. You wake up this morning and you're like, I packed your bag, let's go, we're yeah, going no, to I Disney World. I wouldn't World. do well with that. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I yeah. can't handle that. No. And I don't think my kids would like that personally. Yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know my oldest wouldn't because he is, he needs to, his routine and we tell him, everything like tomorrow you're doing this tomorrow right so he would definitely not do well however he also doesn't do well watching us pack because i think it gives him anxiety uh-huh. that like when are we leaving what is so he he's somewhere in the middle i don't think the twins would enjoy it as much if they didn't have some sort of hand in the beforehand yeah right i think i do the same thing with them i give them a list here's how many pairs of underwear socks shirts t-shirts blah blah, blah. get a hoodie like all the right. things you need. Here's your list. You know where your suitcase is. And they pack for every trip we ever go on. So whether it's to go to grandma's for the, the night, whether it's to go camping, whether it's... They they pack That's all their good. stuff. The one time my daughter forgot all her underwear. And since then, she has double-checked the list. But nice. I was like, it was on the, the list. Like That's a good one. Cross this off. So, don't and cross I, it off until you put yeah, it in the bag. And I don't check it. They yeah. just, if they don't have it, they don't have it. So we did go to Walmart the one time and buy Well, underwear, I assume zero yes, underwear yeah. yields a trip to yes, Walmart. But, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, that is the only time that they have not 
packed appropriately and i think she learned from that well and that's good though right because you know you kind of you almost have to have that experience once as an adult i well i wasn't an adult but i was like a teenager where i forgot things to pack yeah and kind of suffered those consequences and now are you know i'm hyper vigilant my yeah we went on a girl's trip for my friend's birthday probably like four years oh, ago yes. to florida i've heard this and story we went to florida to sit by the pool and on the beach and she brought no bathing suits zero That's and we were in a little town so funny so the only place that was close was like a boutique store so she spent a fortune on a bathing suit and now i'm like she's like i'm gonna bring five bathing suits everywhere i go and i was yeah, but like that one better you know, be one of them <laughs> yeah that one experience now you're like now i have to bring them all the time right but, they just stay in your yeah, suitcase that's where they're at much, when you go to there. someone's yeah. house you just grab it out <laughs> of your suitcase, suitcase. but i do think it's not like it's a kid thing it happens to everybody but now my daughter is more cognizant of remembering absolutely absolutely but i do think that having they always now they always pack their bag for the plane too when they were younger i would help now they do they put movies on their tablets they do whatever they need Uh when they were younger though i would always pack a new toy for them so it was something that was new that they hadn't seen before that would be more of a distraction than something they see every day so this was you know obviously when they were like four or something they were young but i would always pack like one new special thing that they haven't seen before yeah hopefully they would be more occupied by that if it came to that point um so we do that a few things before we wrap up we always bring a sound machine with us everywhere we go even when we went for the one night we bring it because you never know if the neighbors are going to be loud if somebody's going to be whatever like train horns yes three times exactly we always 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 bring a sound machine that's a good drown out i will say i put one on my amazon shopping (laughs) list before our europe trip Uh, and did not pull the trigger yeah we didn't really run into a problem with it my kids had one night where their room was close to the square and there was noise there was outside noise yeah i would say maybe probably the sound machine would have at least helped even if it didn't drown out completely it's yeah Um, for us it's like if you it's have a constant, constant noise, hum, basically yes. of sound. So then, if you have a, something fall, it's not as like jarring yeah. of them away. I think that's yeah. valid. I think that's good. I think that would have benefited them, even like I said, if it didn't drown sure. out everything. Yeah, it's for us. It's just helpful. So I I go with that because why not? Also, refillable water bottles. We all even oh, we all yeah. all bring those, but like that is something that we always have with us everywhere oh yeah like even through the airport a lot of people don't know you can bring solid ice cubes through tsa oh yeah it just can't be it can't be liquid but if it's ice if you went straight from home and you i always get the big ice cubes because they melt slower yeah and i always put them in our water bottles before we go through airport because then you just go to the water fountain and, and you, you have fill it ice up cold, you have water. cold water. Yeah. So I we always do that no matter where we go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but definitely water because throughout plane rides especially, but car rides too, you want to continue to be hydrated. Oh, yeah. You the know? worst thing you can do is dehydrate yeah. on an airplane. And, uh, yeah. Like, so we are always pushing water for everyone. But always happens. So that's definitely that's something good. that's important. That's good. Um, yeah. I would say, and this is a personal note for me, although I did notice it in my nine-year-old when mm-hmm. we went to Europe, that 
if they have anxiety about finding something to eat mm. because you're going like we went to a foreign country true, true. uh you know look up the menu ahead yeah. of time let them find oh, what they're going to order do that i do it i do like, it yeah, every time i, I go have, somewhere okay, i have multiple friends yeah, you do, do you do because yeah. i look up what i'm gonna eat yeah. nine times out of ten i know what i'm gonna eat for dinner before i get there yeah yeah and i need to be able to do that and i have I will I will admit I am better than I ever used to be mm-hmm. when it comes to being a picky eater. I'm much better. Oh yeah. I will say as a general rule I can pretty much eat anywhere. I you I can find, find something. something to eat pretty much anywhere. Yeah. But on at places where I have any concern or doubt, mm-hmm. I will look up the menu. Yeah. And just kind of flip through. And once I hit one thing I will eat, You're good. I can yeah. stop and be like, "Okay, I'll read the rest when I get there." Yeah. For example, yeah. when we went to Napa for your trip, oh yeah, you gave the list I did. well in advance. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and and I'll admit, did I read through the entire itinerary before we left? No, <laughs> I did not. I am a slacker. That's okay. <laughs> However, I did look up the menu at every single yeah. restaurant we went to, and was like, okay, well. Okay, this is Italian. Oh, but it's fancy Italian. <laughs> oh, okay. well, I'd probably eat this lamb chop thing. That's cool. Okay, yeah. next. Sure. You found oh, something. French. French. They got steak at French yeah, restaurants. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> steak is everywhere. <laughs> True, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I yeah. do that. And it really helped my nine-year-old. When we were in Italy, he had a really hard, he had a really hard time grasping the concept of pasta with red sauces everywhere, and you just have to ask for Literally, it. Literally, even if it's not on the menu, they have it. Just yeah, they'll just make it they for have you. It. They'll make yeah. it. Might be a different noodle at each right. place, but, but they're they will make have it. some sort yeah, of just pasta. Relax. It's gonna be yeah. fine. Yeah. And he had hard time with that. Okay. So a lot of times we would look up the menu yeah. and talk about it. Sure, sure. So then when we would get there, I would go, okay, well, they have it. So mm-hmm. you can just order yeah. it. And he would be like, okay. Yeah. I will say my twins have been far more adventurous with food. So that's not an issue for them. However, my oldest only eats a handful of things. Yeah, so sure. we yeah. always look at menus before we go to make sure that there is something he of course. will eat there. Which most of the time... There is. I don't think we've ever really been somewhere that there's not something he'll yeah. eat. Because he'll eat any pasta. He'll just eat it with butter. So you can do that anywhere. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then and even if it's like... I had to also right. explain that to my son. Yeah, you can just do that. Or, you know, if it's not, if they don't have noodles, if it's just a bar, he'll eat a cheeseburger. If it's, right. you know, someplace else, he'll eat rice and he'll eat any vegetable under the sun. Yeah. So almost any place, he could oh. literally eat a plate of, like, vegetables for dinner and he would be fine. So, but I always make sure because there might be some that they don't, like... Well, and the last thing you would want is to sit down at the table mm-hmm. and watch your child not eat right. at oh, all. And he gets the hangriest I, of all well, people. And so, I mean, I would be... Yeah, I would be totally unsurprised to see him get upset. Yeah, if he didn't, if he can't, if he's something. watching everyone else yes. eat their meal and yeah. there's nothing for him. Yeah, I mean that's a natural feeling for yeah. anybody. Agreed. But and he would just be like, "Why is this going this yes. way? Yes, why am I not? Why, why didn't you give me any food?" food? <laughs> so we we do too. We look at menus beforehand to yeah. make sure that there's something, and, and ninety percent of the time there is. I yeah. haven't Which is encountered good. one that doesn't have something because even fancy places will have like Brussels sprouts, and he loves Brussels sprouts. Well, there so you like, go. there's usually something. We we make it work. But yeah, no planning ahead for things like that. 
is definitely key. Um, staying occupied for, for the trip. Um, I will say a couple things just about road trips and then I'll finish up and drink some more of this Oktoberfest. Road trips, if you're planning, assume that it will take a quarter more of the time than your GPS tells you it's going to take. If it says it's going to take 10 hours, assume it's going to take like three hours more than that. Right. Uh, It just, it, it just is. It is. Like no matter what. Also, when we stop to use the restroom, Everyone uses the restroom, even if you don't think you have to. Uh, yeah. We get out. I wish I could push harder does. with that. <laughs> we, because as you probably yeah. learned on our trip, my kids are really stubborn about going to the bathroom <laughs> in both directions. Yeah. In the I gotta go direction mm-hmm. and in the no, I do no, not have to go. Yeah. And yeah. I am that person. And I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the person that if I see a bathroom at a place, I'm going to use it. Yeah, we we have pushed since the kids could go to the bathroom that if one of us is getting out, we are all getting out. Like yeah. oh, I'm yeah. not stopping in another half an hour because you who didn't go last time decided now you Yeah, have to. you can go. Like we're Just all Just do whatever you can. We're all doing it. So, but assume that it's going to take longer. Assume that we also whenever we stop, even if it's just like we're going to walk around Target just to, like, walk around to right. continue to get to some To have movement. a breather. Yes, yeah. as opposed to be sitting in the car. Because we usually will drive anywhere from three to four hours straight without stopping. Yeah. Like, even my kids at this point can do four hours without Without anything. a stop. Yeah. Without a stop. So once we hit that point, we're all like, we have to stretch our legs. Like, we yeah. have to get out. Movement. We have to walk. We need, we need to do yeah. something. So we all get out. We all walk around. We all go to the bathroom. And then... Usually I bribe them with something from, you know, the store, drink, snack, something back in the car, another four hours. But we, obviously not everyone can do that, but we've gotten to the point that we've been road tripping since the kids were six months old, that they are just used to it now. Yeah, that's great. We buy them, we bought them each little Atlas book so they can track our roads, where we're driving, like things to keep them occupied, but they also like to know, like, where are we in the state? Where are we in the, you know, whatever... So those kind of things to continue to get them engaged yeah, in your trip, absolutely. we continue to try and do whenever we're, 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 especially when we're road tripping, because they can identify the road, the highway. They can point out where it is on the map. It's a little harder when you're in the air, unless you have the screen in front of you. But I do love that screen, though. Yeah, <laughs> but very easily on road trips. So anyways, those are some tips and tricks that we have encountered Hopefully over we have the years helped you and given you yeah. some ideas lauren helped me with sound machine mm. i will be taking that one with me <laughs> on my next trip yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so thanks for joining us you guys thanks for listening to us talk about topsy-turvy yes. and uh we'll catch you next time awesome all right take care bye bye thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from parenting by the pint Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.